You're listening to episode 162 of the Mad Chatters podcast, November 1st, 2017. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. My name's Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow chatters, Matthew. Hey there. And Jeremy. No, no, no. Mr. Fancy Nipples is my father. (laughs) Well, friends, Halloween is over. Which means, at the Disney parks at least, it's time to celebrate Christmas. Uh, Whether you're ready for it or not, it is arriving this week at the Disney parks, and we want to talk about it on this week's show. Uh, But before we do that, let's talk about some news items that have come up over the last week or two. Uh, We have three that we want to discuss here on our show. The first one is something called a Spectacu-Lab. Get it? Like, spectacular but the R was changed to a B. Well, naturally, nothing says spectacular like a lab. And science, yeah. Mm-hmm. Science is cool. Uh, so the Disney Parks blog announced that Interventions, which apparently is still a thing, I thought they were getting rid of that, but okay. Interventions will welcome the Spectacular, an engaging new interactive show this November. In it, guests will be invited to join a group of real scientists and their tech-savvy intern for a series of thrilling experiments that put scientific principles like ultrasonic pressure, barometric pressure, acceleration, and force to the test. Ooh. Uh, it's a funny and fascinating show, and guests of all ages will have the opportunity opportunity to participate in the demonstrations. Yeah, it sounds like Discovery Center, like in like in our local, well, in Charlotte, when, where I grew up, we went there every year, and they, you know lit balloons on fire and right. turned pennies silver and you know i mean yay science i guess i mean good luck no, getting people to go in there and watch it this big bang theory craze has got to stop <laughs> no this sounds like a good idea this sounds like it's kind of getting back to that heart of what the original epcot kind of captured that learning is fun kind of a mentality and and you know science can be fun and and entertaining as well so if they're doing some cool tricks or whatever or some you know stuff that you can probably even take home and do in your own home uh you know impress the neighbors kind of a thing that'll be fun i agree my favorite days in middle school were when they uh wheeled in the tv and the vcr and we got to watch an episode of bill nye the science guy and this is basically that but live so could be fun So starting in November, go check that out at Innoventions. Uh, The next piece of news is maybe something the three of us won't be as excited about. It's the NBA Experience. This was announced a long time ago for Disney Springs. And finally, the Parks blog released some concept art of a massive building over on the west side in Disney Springs. Uh, It looks kind of futuristic, very sleek, modern. But what what, there's, what the Parks blog said about it is the NBA experience is one of several ways Disney Springs is still growing and adding new experiences to delight and entertain our guests. 
we are inspired by the design of the new building and the energy it will bring to the west side of Disney Springs. The state-of-the-art space will include interactive games and competitions, immersive experiences, a retail store, and an adjacent restaurant. Quote, this one-of-a-kind experience is sure to be enjoyed by basketball and Disney fans of all ages. Do you have to be a basketball and a Disney fan? I think it's basketball and. In my case, it'd be basketball or. Um, I, what is basketball food, I wonder? Burgers and nachos. ESPN cafe food. Yeah. Listen, there there's very few things that I can say with absolute certainty in my life. But I can absolutely guarantee you I will never step foot in this building. Ever. <laughs> no. It's so sad because it's taking up so much space. You know, that's fine. It's Disney Springs. Do people like the West the NBA? I mean, people watch the people watch the basketball, right? On the on the TV. I guess, but in my opinion, football is way more popular here. I don't think that anything's really popular here. We're like college football towns down here in Florida. I don't know, but I guess I guess people are into it, so, you know, whatever. I'd be curious to know what they're offering in this place. I mean, is it going to be basically like, like they say games? Are we talking like video games, like arcade kind of stuff? Or like, you know, dress out and go out there and play basketball? No, it sounds to me like Basketball Disney Quest. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say when you said it. Yeah. Huh. Which is ironic, because isn't it taking over that space? Yeah, but it's all, it's like demolished. Yeah, it's almost completely gone. I don't know. I I wasn't excited about this when they announced it, and now I'm even less so, because it's just so big. If they put that arcade version of, like, basketball in there, where you, like, shoot a little miniature basketball into a hoop that's, like, five feet away from you, uh huh. I'm pretty good at that. Like a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Well, they, you know, they have these really expensive, like, golf things. I, I don't know what they're called, but it's basically a screen and it's sort of virtual golf, you know? If they could do something like that with basketball, that might be neat. Well, if they're calling the whole thing the NBA experience, it should be themed to, like, a five-star hotel. And, like, as soon as you walk in, you're, you, you, like, pass out. And then you don't you wake up three hours later sore and pregnant with an STD. You know, actually, if you put it that way, I might go under there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come to think of it. Well, there you go. NBA experience coming to West Side. I think it said 2019, so we still got some time. And the final piece of news is actually not coming until 2021. And this is over on the West Coast. Disneyland, after more than a decade, is getting a new hotel. Oh, did the jewelry you in down the road close and they're <laughs> yeah. buying it now? That's right. Yay. Their first value resort. It, no, definitely not a value resort. This stunning 700-room hotel will transform the West End of the downtown Disney District and anchor a new gateway to the Disneyland Resort. Extensive landscaping and water elements will create a resort oasis, showcasing nature on every level of the hotel. And that's true. In the concept art they showed, all of the balconies, on it looked like maybe four or five stories, have plants hanging over the side. It kind of makes me think of some sort of 
planet in Star Wars, kinda. Or, 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 um, what was that movie? I didn't see it, but where, uh, I think Matt Damon was in it, and they had opened up places to live on other planets. Like, really expensive resorts, basically. Anyway, and everything was, like, green and looked kind of like some sort of spa. It reminded me of that, with plants and vines hanging over the balconies. The limited artwork I've seen reminds me of the parking garages at Disney Springs. Oh my goodness, yes. That's so true. So, where where is this going again? What is being replaced? Because, you know, Disneyland does not have a lot of vast open areas for these kind of things. That's correct. Okay, so, you know, when you go through downtown Disney from... If you're walking from the parks through downtown Disney... Grand Californian is on your left, mm-hmm. and you pass like some shops and restaurants and stuff. And then near the end of downtown Disney is the AMC Theater, Earl of Sandwich. I think House of Blues is back there. That's all going away. Oh. And this hotel is going there. And then if you keep walking through this new hotel, that's when you get to the original Disneyland hotel. Wow. Okay. So they're just putting it. Sp- Mac dab right there. Yep. Um, in fact, they're making it so that all four hotels will be connected now, thanks to all of these gardens and walkways and things. So that's kind of cool. It'll be sort of like a new gateway to the parks, and there'll be a monorail station too. What's like the the theme? Uh, is there a theme? Is it got a name? It does not have a name. The theme just seems to be like nature they keep talking about gardens and water and walkways landscaping i think it's going to be called the roadie suites ah and instead of like a little bell that you ding at the front desk it's a little earring that you jingle (laughs) (laughs) oh i would go there no i'm gonna i'm gonna guess oasis is somewhere in the name I don't know. They just keep saying Oasis, and that's the vibe I get. Like, you need, to, you need to feel at peace and at one with the Earth when you stay here. Well, that's an odd place to put it. Smack dab in the middle of Disney property <laughs> if you want to <laughs> commune with nature. And people, listen, Disneyland locals are upset about Earl of Sandwich. That's what I hear. You know, they, they're fine with the AMC. They're fine with that going away. But I have seen the outrage. I didn't realize it was because this is where the resort was going. I thought they were just getting rid of it to get rid of it. Maybe they'll put it somewhere else, though. Well, they have mentioned that the bottom floor will have some shopping and dining. It's very possible that they could just insert this there. Yeah. But I don't know. And they also, in this same post, I'm just remembering they announced a new parking garage. But I don't really know where the current ones are, so I'm not an expert on where this new one is going. But anyway, oh, there's an upper-level restaurant and lounge that will give guests a view of the Disneyland fireworks. And the Anaheim fires. Uh Yes, a a good view of that, unfortunately. So there you go. New hotel in Disneyland. They have three. Soon, they will have four. Pretty exciting. If you can afford that kind of stuff, which I cannot. Yeah, they don't have any, like, I guess they just use their good neighbor hotels. It's like their affordable ones, don't they? Yeah, you can actually book those through the Disneyland website. Ah. And that's what we did. We was Poe. The Zen Oasis Resort. That sounds about right, based on the concept art and this hmm. po- this blog post. But- Confucius say, look like parking garage. <laughs> now, Matt, before we get 
to our first segment. I want to hear about your experience last week going to another Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah, well, we went in August for the very first one, and it was hot, and, and we reported on that. Well, things got really cool down here last week and this week still, you know, 50s. It feels like fall. So we were very excited about getting Anna all dressed up as Dorothy, and she was adorable. From the Golden and Girls? Yes, yeah, <laughs> no. From the Wizard of Oz, unfortunately. Oh. And uh, I had a little Tin Man get up, and Jessica was a scarecrow, and we were going to make a fun little night of it. She loves Haunted Mansion. She loves pirates. She has gotten in the Nightmare Before Christmas. So we were, like, looking so forward to, to being able to go up there. Got some tickets for last Thursday's party. And literally, we live about an hour south. So within 10 minutes of the gates of Walt Disney World, um, Anna decides that she's going to vomit all over herself. <laughs> in the van. Oh, no. She's been listening to our podcast where Jeremy says it makes me want to vomit all over myself. Well, that's why I use that terminology to to call back. Yeah. Uh, Somebody actually has done it. It was all over her. (laughs) We had just gotten Chick-fil-A. So Jessica was in the back trying to eat and feed her. We got a drive-thru. And um, some apparently flew into Jessica's mouth, which made her then start uh, heaving. (laughs) And so I'm in the front, like, feeling sorry, but also kind of laughing because Jessica's like, what? <laughs> oh, no. So uh, we had no change of clothes. I mean, everything's going through my mind like, well, crap. And she's so, I mean, you guys, it was breaking my heart. Jessica and I were both like in tears because after she threw up, she she wanted to go so bad. She's like, I'm fine. I feel better. Oh, no. Oh, it was so sad. I'm like, we can't go, honey. You're sick. Ah, she started crying and carrying on. And anyway, we just turned around and went back home to Avon Park, so no no Halloween party for it. Luckily, they gave us a refund. Okay. So, all is well on that end. We'll just, we'll try to make it for the Christmas party, I guess. There you go. Oh, man, that is devastating. So, you had kind of, like, explained to Anna what you were doing? Oh, man. We were watching the parades, the fireworks, you get to meet Jack and Sally, and get candy, I mean, the whole nine yards. We watched Hocus Pocus. She was ready for it, and then she has got to start holding her liquor better if she's gonna... <laughs> that's, that's what I told her before we got in the car I said Anna if you have one more drink you know. uh, well I saw your pictures from trick or treat again it looks like her Dorothy costume survived it it did it was, it was sad because we did not know that they were um, our town like governs Halloween so they usually have trick or treating on the Saturday closest to halloween but it rained and there was no official word that had been had been rescheduled so we we were sad that she wasn't going to even get to wear a costume or anything or get candy at all but luckily they did reschedule it for tonight so she did get to dress up as dorothy and get some candy and have a good time we're good next year go next year next year yep all right well we teased it before but halloween is officially over and it's time to talk some christmas So let's do some armchair imagineering. Hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. I love that idea. Armchair imagineering. Uh, We like to kick back in our lazy boys and shoot out a few brilliant ideas that Disney should certainly pick up on. 
and make lots of money from, um, whether it's a show, an attraction, or a dining experience, or, or whatever it is at the parks, we just kind of put our hand to the uh, plow of Imagineering and try to come up with some good ideas. I think mine, personally, would be one of the greatest things ever. And it would be Santa Claus's Ho Ho Holiday Hoedown Train Ride. Which <laughs> hold on, hold on. First, you want to explain the category of the segment of Armchair Imagineering. Oh, I thought we did it already. I'm sorry. Yeah, our Christmas theme, as Derek hinted at, will be that we are overlaying an attraction with the Christmas theme. Okay, so much like. Um, you know, some of the small worlds around the world, Haunted Mansion at Disneyland gets a holiday overlay uh, at some point. Our only holiday overlay to this point is the Jingle Cruise, which for some reason continues to be a thing. So back to my Santa Claus's Ho Ho Holiday Hoedown train ride. Um, I should probably just call it the Ho Ho Hoedown. No, then you don't have holiday. Well, then you have Ho Ho Ho. Santa Claus's Ho Ho Hoedown train ride. Okay. Let's go with that one. Yeah, let's go with that one. Obviously, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, okay. I'm... Oh, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking the railroad. <laughs> oh, the actual railroad. Yeah. Okay, I can see. Well, this, but the ho 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 down should have given it away, right? Frontier Lane, sure. There's nothing really ho down about the, the Walt Disney World railroad. Railroad. Um, something like country Christmas kind of theme, like as if you were in the Gold Rush days and you were decorating for Christmas with you know, kind of earth tony decorations and stuff uh i know they don't have music on it did i overlay big thunder mountain for my halloween overlay too i think i did yeah i think you did actually big thunder mountain's just asking for an overlay of some sort um i, I know they can't probably put speakers in the train for just this kind of thing but they could put speakers around they could pass out walkmans and say push play Push play when you get to this point. Now everybody be confused by that. So and like you know, halfway bluegrass. through, halfway through, you gotta turn the tape to the other side. Right. <laughs> During the uh, the lift hills, you can turn the tape. You can turn the, this thing. Uh, no, but like you know, bluegrassy, that kind of feel. Uh, Christmas songs like Jingle Bells or Sleigh Ride or something. Um, I don't know. Decorate the little mining town up with some Christmas decorations and. Uh, put stupid Santa hats on random animals, and this is probably a horrible idea. <laughs> well, you just breeze by everything so quickly. I don't even know if you'd notice. Oh, well, you, well, you'd notice. I mean, if you had that music going and you had the trains kind of decked out with some decorations, and you know, you had the whole theme like I don't know, Santa has to use the train to deliver presents to the mining town of what is it rainbow gulch is that what it is probably because the reindeer have been shot that's right the reindeer can't navigate the tall mountainous frontier of america so they have to use the train the mine train i like it yeah okay mine uh my overlay is over at epcot and it is the uh it's gonna be this the san San Angel Inn. Is that how you pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I thought so. Uh, so it's actually going to be called the San Angel No Room in the Inn. And so <laughs> it will be themed to the inn from the nativity scene. 
and uh, there will be no tables and no chairs. They're just going to kind of clear out that space and put in some hay bales and some mangers and fill it with barnyard animals. And so you will get an authentic dining experience, much like what Mary and Joseph uh, had the night uh, that the Christ child was born. Wow. Mm. What, what's the food? Uh, probably uh, all kosher, as Mary and Joseph would have experienced. <laughs> and uh, maybe some lamb. Okay. Is that a little too on the nose? Lamb of God, mm. Lego lamb. Lego lamb. Oh, <laughs> <of the> lambs. <laughs> are lambs some of the animals you can be petting as well as eating because that's where it gets a little weird you know you know All those naturally. restaurants you know those restaurants you go to and you get to pick the lobster out of the tank <laughs> same concept oh, i think no. if every hour on the hour they sacrifice a lamb at the top of the pyramid and its blood runs down into the rivers of time i think that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah oh that would be interesting but then you go into the attraction and it's still Donald Duck and the three caballeros. None of that has <laughs> yeah. changed. Like, have we, have we ventured, have we understood that this is still in the Mexico buffet? <laughs> it's all Middle Eastern now. Never mind the, the stuff. No, people in Mexico believe in Jesus. So, you know, it works out. Uh, but I like that. The San Angel, no room in the inn. Or if you want to make it all Spanish, the San Angel, San Angel no mas... Por los hombres in la no more men no, no no more men in the end <laughs> what is this well there probably won't be too many men or women in that end <laughs> anyone yeah yeah uh, for my idea it's not even really an idea because I'm totally stealing this off of something Disney used to do. But I don't see why there's not still a Christmas overlay of the Country Bear Jamboree. Don't they still do it in Japan? I think they do. It, there it's called the Jingle Bell Jamboree. And here it was called the Country Bear Jamboree Christmas Special. Which is, you know, so original. Um, or maybe just Country Bear Christmas Special. But it ran for 20 years. Oh. And it stopped in 2005. And I think it's because of copyright issues. But you can pick Christmas songs that don't have copyright issues. Uh-huh. And I really wanted to come up with an, uh, with an original holiday overlay. But the more I thought about it, Country Bears just seems like the most logical. Because, I mean, think of Jingle Cruise. It's barely an overlay. They just throw some Christmas crap on the props and tell some Christmassy jokes. But it really doesn't feel like a Christmas overlay. But Country Bear Jamboree would be Christmas songs. You could put Christmas wreaths everywhere. It would feel like they were putting on their Christmas special. They could dress Big Alice Santa Claus. They absolutely could. And this would be something where, you know, in November you flip a switch and all the programming switches to another show for the next two months. It's not yeah, that I think hard. that's how it works. I think that's <laughs> Obviously, you'd have to reprogram it first, but then once you have the new program in, it's just a matter flip of going back and forth. Just flip the switch. Uh, anyway, I just think that would be so great. And it's one attraction that I don't think people would be up in arms about if they had to close it for a week every November to make this change. Flip that switch. <laughs> I have a bit of <laughs> It takes a week to flip the switch. So uh, All of our ideas uh, were terrible. Uh, well, not the country bear jamboree is obviously, obviously one they've done before. Uh, here's a bit of trivia. I thought about this today, and I may, if I'm not wrong, I don't think I am. 
Where in Walt Disney World? Not not restaurants and not shopping. Where in Walt Disney World, an attraction, is Christmas always represented? I know the answer. I yes. know the answer. For the win. Carousel of Progress. Good job. Ah, yes. yes I got to think, it's like, it's always Christmas. Now, I was thinking about a Christmas overlay for that, but it's like, it's kind of that at the end. It's always Halloween and Fourth of July as well. Yeah. Christmas is better. Steve, thank you. It's good to be back for another Match Header game. And this week's game is called Truth, Kind of Truth, or Uh-Uh, Girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> do we get to say that? Yes, actually. I just came up with it. For a second, I thought you were going to say Truth or Dare. I got a little nervous. <laughs> um, this game is how it's played is I am going to read two statements. And you have to tell me if both statements are true, if one statement is true and one statement is false, or if both statements are false. In which case, we employ the idiom, nuh-uh, girl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, anyways, let's see who gets to go first. Uh, Derek, pick a number between 1 and uh, 5,602. 4,000. Okay, Matthew? 4,001. Oh, you, you're close. It was 56 was the number. So, <laughs> Derek, you get to go Natural. first. All right, so here's uh, your first two statements. Now, these two statements are... I, I tried to do them under kind of the same type of theme or the same attraction or the same whatever, uh, but they are not necessarily connected to each other. So don't don't just, like, assume that... You know, think of them as two separate thoughts. Gotcha. Either they both are true independently, one is true, one is false, or they both are false independently. Are these Disney related or are they like your personal life? <laughs> uh, you'll have to listen to my other podcast for my personal life one. But um, I had Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. Nuh-uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So statement number one. In Walt Disney World's version of Splash Mountain... Br'er Rabbit is voiced by the announcer of America's Funniest Home Videos. Statement number two. In Walt Disney World's version of Splash Mountain, Br'er Bear is voiced by Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I will say that one of those is true. Okay. 
just for kicks and giggles, which one did you think was true? The second one. Second one? All right. Well, the second one is true, as is the first. Wow. Yeah. So the voice of Br'er Rabbit, I forget his name off the top of my head. He's also the voice of one of the uh, Animaniacs from that television show. And he's been the announcer on America's Funniest Home Video since like 1998 or something. Wow. To that effect. And then, of course, uh, Uncle Phil, uh, who has passed away, but he did a lot of voice work throughout the uh, years, including Shredder on the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Hmm. Look at that. Yeah, he voiced Br'er Bear and Walt Disney World's version. Disneyland's version is actually the original Br'er Bear from Song of the South. All right, Matthew, yours, your two statements, your first statement. The pipe organ in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion was played by Captain Nemo in the film 2000, excuse me, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Your second statement. The Haunted Mansion film originally cast Tim Allen as the lead before Eddie Murphy. I'm going to say that both are true. Going to say that both are true? Yeah. And that is incorrect. The first statement about the uh, organ is true. Yeah. However, Tim Allen was never cast in the film. Uh, I wish he was. You have to admit that would have made it better. You know, I could almost agree with that. Okay. I know that you're a Tim Allen fan, so I'm going to let you have that one. Tim Allen, he's a likable guy. I'm not like a fan. I don't have his poster on my wall or anything. (laughs) That'd be really awkward if he did. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about to come up, that Santa Claus poster. That's right. (laughs) All right, Derek, are you ready for your two statements? Yes. At 199 feet, Expedition Everest is technically the highest elevation in the state of Florida, just edging out Britain Hill, which is the state's official highest peak or highest elevation. Statement number two. The 25-foot Yeti, his skin slash fur, is made of the hides of over 20 yaks imported from Nepal. Well, I know that Expedition Everest is the tallest point in Walt Disney World at 199.5 feet. Okay, well, well let's not get that tight. Okay. Well, that's why I was going to say it. So I, I'm going to guess that the first one is true and the second is not. Although it is Joe Rody, so I wouldn't put it past him. But that's my final answer. All right. Well, both of those statements are false. Uh, uh, so the highest peak in Florida is Britain Hill, and it's up in the Panhandle, but it's 345 feet tall. Uh, and then the Yeti thing I just made up, because I have a vivid and uh, wild imagination. And dark. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Matthew. In the film... Sleeping Beauty. Originally, instead of three fairies, the film had seven fairies like the original fairy tale. Statement number two. Despite the film being called Sleeping Beauty, Sleeping Beauty is actually on screen for only 18 minutes. I want to say that one is true, one is false. One is true, one is false. That is incorrect. Both of those are true. Wow, I had never heard that about the fairies. This is the Satan. (laughs) 
Yeah, apparently in the uh, original story concept that there were seven fairies, and they all looked alike, but uh, they came in and basically said, no, this is kind of stupid. We need some variety, and we don't need that many fairies. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Oh, right. not the game. That's what they said about the fairies. Oh, this is oh, dumb. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, dang, Matt, that's harsh. I'm learning. All right, Derek, your two statements. Ready? Yes. Uh, at one point in his life, Wayne Brady worked at Walt Disney World and was a friend of Tigger. He's too short. Next statement. At one point in his life, Kevin Costner was a Jungle Cruise skipper. I'm calling shenanigans on both of those, girl. Uh-uh, girl. <laughs> I can't pull that off. Yeah. After you say the word shenanigans, the other one's kind of <laughs> off the table. Uh, well, shenanigans, they are not. They are both true. What? No. Wayne Brady, when he was 16, was a friend of Tigger. And Kevin Costner was a Jungle Cruise skipper. No. Where did his personality go, then? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Keanu Reeves. No, I'm thinking of... I mean, I like Kevin Costner as an actor, but he's not exactly charismatic. True. Uh, first statement. After joining the company in 1940, Mary Blair briefly dated Ub Iwerks. Oh, scandalous. Statement number two. Mary Blair was credited as a color designer for the film version of the musical How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. I'm going to say that one is true and one is false. That is correct. Very good. Praise the Lord. For you. That one was easy. I'm going to say the first one's false and the second one's true. Is that right? It, it is false, but I, don't you just wish that would have happened? That would have been cute. He was already married by then. Yeah, he was. Ugh, that's so easy. Shut All up. Right. You guessed the right number. You could have had that question. I'm trying to be you, Matt. This is this game is rigged. This is so unfair. I only raise protests when there's a legitimate protest. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, Derek's turn. In the attraction, it's tough to be a bug. The video footage that plays when Hopper is explaining how humans view bugs is actually real B-film footage from a 1970s movie starring Joan Collins. Statement number two. Cheech Marin sued the Walt Disney Company for using a similar voice as his after he rejected an offer to voice Chili the Tarantula in the attraction It's Tough to Be a Bug. Whoa. Which of those do you think they're, they're both true? One is true, one is false, or both are false. I'm going to guess they're they're both true. Think they're both true? That is incorrect. Oh. Uh, the film actually is a B film uh, starring Joan Collins. It's called Empire of the Ants. Uh, they did turn it to black and white. It's a color film, but the part with the giant ant crawling is actually from that film. However, Cheech Marin is actually the voice of Chili the Tarantula. Oh, shoot. The- Eric, I'm going to tell you where you went wrong when Jeremy posed the question as, which, which one? one? I mean... 
I know. I thought that, but he said which one, and then he looked down at his paper and said, oh, "Or are they are they both true?" And so I thought maybe he had oh, seen see. the answer. But I thought that was actually Cheech Marin, but that was a really good lie because I'm like, why would he think of that? Yeah, it's a sick world in this brain. I ain't playing. I thought it uh, was a B film, but it doesn't star John Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been ticked. <laughs> it's Joan Cusack. Ah. <laughs> That, yeah, that would have been dirty. <laughs> okay. Um, Matthew. Uh, I said ticked. It was about bugs. We got it. <laughs> I just wanted to have a moment to appreciate that unintentional humor. I'm triggered. Right. Uh. All right, moving on quickly. Uh, cross-pollination experiments in the Living with the Land lab actually led to the creation of the Honeycrisp apple. Statement number two. The Circle of Life and Environmental Fable was Ernie Sabella's last role before his death in 1996. Wow. Both true, one true, one false, both false. I sure hope that second one is not true. <laughs> wow, the bang. I'm going to say that they're both true. They are both false. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where the Honeycrisp apple was invented, but it was not at Epcot. And Ernie Sabella is still alive and well. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. Part of me thinks that there's not a lot that even goes on in that lab. It's just people <laughs> pretending. It's just a bit of BS. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Derek, your turn. Uh, with a score of 39%, Cars 2 has the lowest rating of a Pixar film currently on RottenTomatoes.com. Statement number two. All three Toy Story films currently have scores of 100% on RottenTomatoes.com. No, there's no way that second one is true. I think Toy Story 2 does have 100%, but there's no way the other two do. I'm going to say... One is true, one is false. That is correct. However, you got it backwards. Because Cars 2 does have a 39%. Or excuse me, no, you're right. You had oh, it okay. right. It's false. <laughs> but you're wrong in that Toy Story 1 has 100%. Toy Story 2 has 100%. And Toy Story 3 has a 99%. I swear Toy Story 3 had 100 Oh, it currently has a 99%. Well, so. in those older movies, it's hard because they, they actually came out before Rotten Tomatoes. And so the the number of critical reviews is way lower. What is the Good Dinosaurs rating? I would swear it was lower than Cars 2. Good Dinosaurs actually has like a 78%. I'm not no. even kidding. Oh, the Good Dinosaur is terrible. I, I verified these today because I was I couldn't believe that Cars three I mean Cars two even Cars three has like a sixty something percent. So, all right, uh, Matthew. First statement: Rock and roller coaster at Walt Disney Studios Park is currently the fastest roller coaster in the country of France. Statement oh. number two. The G-forces felt by riders in Rock and Roller Coaster in the first inversion is greater than those felt by astronauts during takeoff. I think those are both false. Nuh-uh, girl. <laughs> girl, they both true. <laughs> oh. 
Wow. So yes, actually, There's no uh, way. The Rock and Roller Coaster is currently the fastest roller coaster in France, and uh, astronauts who uh, take off for the like the space station experience g forces of three. The inversion g forces that you feel on Rock and Roller Coaster in that first in loop when you take off is four point five. I don't know the scale of G-forces, so I, I thought you were going to be like 5,000. You <laughs> said three. No, no, it's the number of times G-force is gravity force. So. Oh, I see, like, I see. I guess you multiply your body weight by that number, and that's how much it feels like you weigh when that amount of pressure is on you. Okay. So, there you go. All right, next one. Uh, Derek, your turn. Statement number one. As seen on her drawing, Boo's real name in Monsters, Inc. is Amanda. I also watched a YouTube clip to verify this fact or fiction today. Statement number two. Billy Crystal accepted the role of Mike Wazowski after regretting the fact that he turned down the role of Woody in Toy Story. I think the first one is false and the second one is true. First one is false, second one is true. That is incorrect. They both are false. Uh, Boo's name does appear on her artwork. However, it is the name Mary, which is the little girl's real name in real life who voiced Boo. And Billy Crystal did not turn down the role of Woody. He turned down the role of Buzz Lightyear. I hate you. That is so ridiculous. I knew that he had turned down a role, and that's why he quickly grabbed up the role of Mike, but oh my goodness. Well, thank God Tim Allen voiced Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I mean, he's my come favorite. On. All right, this is the last question. Matt, we are tied one to one. If you get this right, you will win. I just want it to be over. <laughs> After giving up polo, Walt Disney found relaxation by playing the game of golf. Statement number two. Wait, the card game or the sport <laughs> the sport uh statement number two walt disney once played the role of pinocchio in a school play are those statements true one true one false or are they both false um i think they're both false no <laughs> matt says they're both false and that is correct wow very good. So I think Walt he like never actually, played golf, right? Like he just, well, I he did actually. I learned this today. He tried to take up golf, but he hated it, and it made yeah. him even more frustrated. So he actually found relief in the game of lawn bowling, which I thought was interesting. Is that like and ball? What is that? What is lawn bowling? <laughs> it's, it's like that you actually set up. It's like bowling, but in your lawn. Like you set up pins and you try I to like knock the name them says. Okay, yeah. You just set up your kids, line them up in a row, and then throw things at them. Oh, uh, and Walt Disney did not play the role of Pinocchio, but it's told that when he was a boy in Marceline, he had the role of Peter Pan in yeah. this play. Uh, ooh, it's usually a girl role. That is true. Controversial. That's They're right. breaking stereotypes there in Marceline. Left and right. Midwest, the go Midwestern <laughs> United States. That's right. Because when I think the Midwest, I think progressive. Progressive. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think progresso. <laughs> Take us out, Steve. Congratulations, Matthew! You have won this match at our game! 
join us next time. Same match on the broadcast. Same match on the phone. <laughs> Well, you might not be ready for it, but if you're visiting Walt Disney World anytime soon, you're going to encounter Christmas. The holidays are about to be in full swing. So on this show, we want to kind of give a preview of what will be offered at Walt Disney World for the holiday season. That way, if you are planning a trip, you can kind of decide what you want to do, what you want to skip. So we're going to talk about what's going to be available. And along the way, we're also going to share our picks for things you just can't miss while you're down there for the holidays. So as always, let's start in the Magic Kingdom. Jeremy, why don't you take it away? All right, the Magic Kingdom always a special place during the holiday season. And I think you know, you need to start off talking about things with the decorations particularly them on uh main street usa they always hang the uh wreaths out on the uh the, uh, they're wreaths aren't they with the candles that everybody yeah, kind of hated candles at that first. you don't i like that you hated they're just really cartoon they don't, yes we remember yeah yeah uh i missed the garland that was strung across the streets oh but, i don't i, I hated that obstructed the view of the castle yep I liked it. And uh, so those are hanging. <laughs> and then they have the the toy soldiers that are in the hub area. Not the hub, but... Uh, Town Square. Town Square. Town Square. Thank you. That was my, I was having a stroke there. I was just second. nodding along with you. Yes, the yes. hub. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's some nice uh, touches as you go down uh, Main Street that kind of give that old school feel i also like if i remember correctly they have a lot of um garland that is kind of strung about there that gives that sort of retro christmas feel when i see a lot of garland that's what i get that kind of homey yeah you know nowadays you don't have a lot of garland and decorations well don't forget in town square there's also the ginormous christmas tree Oh yeah, how could you? How could you? Speaking of things that obstruct the castle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. terrible too. Um, yeah, the ginormous Christmas tree, indeed, and of course the castle lights. The castle is decorated with the icicle-esque look to it. When I was there, October first, I think they were about done putting the Christmas lights on. Like, why are they up? I mean, I guess because what they start in November, it's like boom, here it is, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but they do a good job, at least, of um, disguising them during the day. Like, you can't tell yeah, they're not terrible. until you get close, and you're like, oh, why is there a fishnet, you know? And, you can kind of tell a little bit if you stand close enough. I mean, uh, during during the fireworks show with the projections, yeah. at, at just some points you can see a little bit of a shadow if you're, you know, close enough. It's the same thing when I'm wearing my fishnet stockings. If you're close yeah. enough, you really can see. See the shadow. See the shadow. But it's not until after dark when you light them up. <laughs> That's yeah. really obvious. That is true. I'm usually pretty lit after dark, so there you go. Uh, 
<laughs> but then over in Adventureland, uh, as mentioned previously in the show, the Jungle Cruise gets its holiday makeover and it becomes the Jingle Cruise. Uh, so you can go experience that. And the nice thing about the Jingle Cruise is it's available whether you're at the Christmas party or you're just there during regular uh, operating hours. So if you don't have any interest in going to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, but you still want to experience the Jingle Cruise, uh, you can. Uh, really nothing else in that park has any Christmas sort of decorations per se or overlay, uh, at least not during normal business hours so yeah, that's true uh that's the that's the touch of holiday you're gonna get in the magic kingdom unless you pay a little extra yeah uh back to the jingle cruise they announced this year that for some reason disneyland is not getting it but then a few days later they announced that magic kingdom will still be getting it but it's funny when they announced it for disneyland all the disneyland tweeters i follow were like oh okay <laughs> it was not that big a deal at all and that's kind of how i was i'm like eh yeah. But then, surprise, we're still getting it here. So. Yeah. Uh, but the big draw for Christmas at the Magic Kingdom, of course, is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, this year, there's uh, lots of dates available if you are going to be in the Orlando area during November or December. For those of you who don't know, this is a special hard ticket event that's held at the Magic Kingdom. Beginning, you can get in at 4 p.m. The party begins at 7 p.m. and lasts until midnight uh the dates i'm gonna say them really quick so if you have a trip planned and these are the dates and these are good to know too even if you're not going to the party you're going to want to plan your trip around then because you're not going to be able to see nighttime entertainment at the magic kingdom on these nights november 9th 10th 12th 14th 16th 17th 26th and 28th and december 1st 3rd 5th 7th 8th 10th 12th 14th 15th 17th 19th 21st and 22nd so those are the dates for mickey's very merry christmas party and it is expensive man it is um you can get discounts on select dates if you have annual pass or dvc membership uh but most likely your ticket range is going to be from 84 to 109 dollars oh i didn't realize they got down to 84 that must be the early ones i guess I'm guessing so, yeah. Because the one I'm looking at is 100 and there's no annual pass discount. Yeah, there, there, there used to be a lot more. See, I can remember when I first got my annual pass, we were going to Mickey's Very Merry for under $60. And uh, even then, that was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got to pay that much to go. Right. Um, but well, and it should be noted that if you're there the week of Christmas, all of the special offerings, the parade, the fireworks, those are offered every single night for day guests. So if you're there like the 22nd, I want to say, you can go to the party, but I'm thinking you can go to the park the next day and still get all of that stuff for regular admission. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to have to deal with a whole lot more people. That is true. In doing that. Uh, but here's some of the unique offerings that is available at the Christmas party. Uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, uh, which is a very unique parade, uh, much in the same that uh, the Not So Scary Parade is very different. It's a longer parade, has lots of different characters in it, and uh, I, I love it. I love this parade as well as the Halloween parade. So, Yeah, this was my favorite part of the party because you're standing there. It, on Main Street, it's snowing. 
the Christmas music is playing. The toy soldiers march by with their trumpets. Uh, Vanilla, or what's her name? Von Sweet. Vanellope? Vanellope, yeah. Yeah. She comes by in her gingerbread car. Yeah, I said Vanellope, and Jessica said it was Penelope, but I swear it is Vanellope, right? It's Vanellope, yeah. Like vanilla. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, I really did like this parade so much more than I expected to. Once upon a Christmas time at Christmas. I can't do that. Well, you don't have to, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Uh, Also, you... Now, I'm just reading this from this website, so some of these things are new to me as well. There's a thing called voice play, which is a acapella holiday concert. At Magic Kingdom? Yeah, it's going to be on the... Tomorrowland stage. The Rocket Tower Plaza stage in Tomorrowland, yes. Yeah. So it kind of sounds to me like one of those... uh, Oh, what's that really popular? Pentatonics? Yeah, I think they were there last year. And I seem to remember kind of hearing them and being like, oh, we should go check them out. And then hearing them from far away and being like, never mind. (laughs) I'm good. No, they should not have individual mics. (laughs) (laughs) Or they should have a better mixer in the back if they do. Um, Or better songs. Yeah. So... (laughs) They'll be there. Apparently, yeah, they were, because I'm looking at a thing from last year, so they'll be there again this year. Uh, another thing that's going to be there that is uh, a repeat is the a Frozen Holiday Wish. So this is something that happens, if I remember correctly, at least when I would go, it happened once kind of at the beginning of the party, and then randomly again at like 8.15. I could be wrong. I think this happens every night, not just for the party. Oh, really? Okay. Well, this is like a special thing on the castle stage where Anna and Elsa and Olaf uh, basically light the castle, you know, and it's ice from Elsa. Now, back in the day, I can remember seeing this show and it was kind of the same concept, but it was Cinderella and the fairy godmother making a uh, a Christmas wish and a Christmas miracle come true. Oh, for those days again. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Yeah, now Elsa has hijacked the show and she's like, Cinderella, you sit down. I'm going to light your castle, whether you like it or not. So rude. Something else offered is called Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration. Oh. And this takes place on the Castle Four Courts. Yay, this is Derek's favorite. This thing. I'm actually looking really forward to this show because I haven't watched it yet. And uh, I, it's one of those things that. I heard about the text me for Christmas or something. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to love it. So. so relevant. Can I tell you a part that's even worse than that? Or do you not want to sure. be spoiled? No, go for Claire it. Clarabelle Cow sings very badly in her in her voice, which is not a singing voice. Um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Right, right, right. It is terrible. And some people love it because it's terrible. But I, yeah. I cannot. Why am I paying money for this? The new iteration of Clarabelle Cow, I could do without. I don't really, I don't like her at all. On Mickey's Clubhouse and all that, I don't like her. Jeez, well, we just lost that fandom, so. Yeah, <laughs> bye-bye. Uh, but the finale of the show really is great. Like, it's worth it just for the finale, so. Well, if this show is at uh, four times a night, 7.40, 9.25, 10.30, and 12 a.m. So this is probably, I'll probably end the night seeing this. That's a good idea. Uh, Club Tinsel. 
join DJ Kringle and nope. your favorite North Pole pals at Club Tinsel for a holly jolly holiday dance party at Cosmic Rays. I'm out. <laughs> now, if anybody is, did you guys peek your head in this or anything? Because if I remember correctly, they used to always have this sort of dance party esque thing. But the cool part is they would have Disney characters in there dancing with the people. And that was always kind of fun to, you know, stick your head in and, you know, twerk all up on Goofy or something. And yeah. <laughs> Wearing like a scarf or something. Yeah. yeah. I, this doesn't sound familiar, but it sounds like something that they would do. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, a totally Tomorrowland Christmas. Join your favorite Tomorrowland friends for a Christmas party that is truly out of this world. That all uh, sounds terrible. <laughs> now, it, I've seen this show. I think it's the same show because usually they have like Mike Wazowski in it or Stitch as well. And it's like that sort of retro futuristic look and it's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Christmas, we said Holiday Wishes, of course, is always a big draw. And uh, special Disney character meet and greets around. As well as you get your uh, uh, cookies and hot cocoa. Or Now, some years I, I would go and it was freezing, so everybody drank the hot chocolate. And uh, other years I went and it was hot as balls and so everybody <laughs> ate the cookies with the uh, apple juice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just like santa likes uh the character meet and greets i mean that's one of the biggest draws of this party because it's meet and greets you can only see at the christmas party such as seven dwarfs oh seven dwarfs are there for this too if if i remember it they come out and they wear their little holiday scarves oh. and you can meet and greet with them yeah, i yeah. think jack and sally meet in their Santa Claus uh, or Sandy Claus outfit, as opposed to his skeleton king uh, yeah. or pumpkin king, excuse me. Um, now I vaguely seem to remember months ago, someone I feel like it was Disney posted that even though wishes is gone, Hallow wishes will be back, but holiday wishes won't. I feel like I read that somewhere, but in every post since then, they keep talking about holiday wishes. So it sounds like it's it's still here another year. I don't know, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now, it's also worth mentioning that most of the attractions are open during the party as well. So if you want to ride something like Big Thunder Mountain or Space Mountain, that is certainly available. There's different background music that plays in different lands throughout the park. And that's always fun to kind of get a little different taste and feel of, of things. Yeah. Um, there's snow on Main Street, as mentioned earlier. And if you would like to pay even more... If you would like to hard ticket your hard ticket, you can participate in the fireworks holiday dessert party at the Tomorrowland Terrace, which would offer you, I'm assuming, desserts and a special viewing of holiday wishes. You get free cookies. Why would you go to that? Because, because people. <laughs> people like to feel superior to to other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Mickey's not... Or excuse me, Mickey's very merry uh, Christmas party. You know, other than the stuff that you said, you can see other days closer to Christmas. Except I have the gold pass now, which for Florida residents is an annual pass, but you have blackout dates around two weeks around Christmas and two weeks around spring break and Easter. So maybe I couldn't go anyway. 
But apart from like the fireworks and the parade and stuff, everything else she said doesn't sound like anything I would I would find halfway appealing. Yeah, but that's you. I mean, when we went to the Halloween party, you said you go to ride the rides, which to me is like the complete opposite of why I go. So I think just people have different... No, I appreciate the park in the Halloween party as far as the different lighting and the different music and the way they do the Haunted Mansion. Because I said, like, several places we went, I'm like, why don't they do this all the time? Like, the lighting in Frontierland and the lighting in Tomorrowland. I love that aspect of the Halloween party. I don't think that would translate to the Christmas party. You're telling me that you find everything, like the 15 bazillion terrible things that are going on in Tomorrowland to be appealing? You don't spend all your time in Tomorrowland, though, so... What is there to do elsewhere except the stuff on Main Street that you can do outside the party? The meet and greets, I guess. And then they play Christmas music throughout. I mean, it's, it's the same as... That is where you would go and I would because the meet and greets do not... I, I think there's Christmas lighting, too. I, I mean, I don't specifically remember the Christmas lighting, but I'm sure there's lighting and music throughout the park, just like at Halloween. Because I would like to see the parade. And fireworks, and to be on Main Street if they put the snow out and have that kind of Christmassy feeling. Don't get me wrong, I like the not so scary party better, but the Christmas party was super magical and much better than I had been led to believe it would be. I like Christmas better than Halloween, and maybe I'll have a different tune if I ever go to the Christmas party, but I think that Halloween party is pretty spectacular yeah it is great all right well shall we move on to epcot maybe one of the maybe the most famous thing at walt disney world for the christmas season takes place at epcot and it is the uh candlelight processional which was a tradition that was kicked off at disneyland long long time ago i mean like in the 50s right or 60s it was a long time ago it was longer ago than I thought, yeah. Um, and it's become an Epcot tradition. Uh, do they even do it in Disneyland anymore? Yeah, but only for one or two nights. Okay. Well, at Disney World at Epcot, from November 24th clear to December 30th, you can see it, if I'm not looking at this incorrectly, every night. Uh, or every day. There's, and there's what, two shows per night, per evening? Three. Three, um, most Three. nights. And uh, the the big draw is the celebrity narrators. Of course, some are going to be more of a draw than others. Uh, there are several new narrators this year. Um, from November 24th to 26th, uh, it's Laurie Hernandez. Can somebody help me with who that is? She was the Olympic gymnast, really young. I think she was actually on Dancing with the Stars after the Olympics. That's all I need to know. Um <laughs> And the narrators, if you're not, this is a surprisingly overtly religious thing. I mean, they read the scriptures from Luke about Jesus' birth. It's very in-your-face Christmas with a big choir and a processional, um, you know. It's surprising that this still happens because it's, it's, it's in-your-face Jesus' Christmas stuff, but um, not, not offensively or anything. Um, unless you find that offensive. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not offensive unless you're offended by it. Uh, yeah, right. November 27th to 28th is Matt, um, Lord help me, Bomer? Yes, yes. Who is this now? Oh, uh, he's on that show White Collar on USA. He's been in a couple like HBO things. 
I feel like some of these, it's just you, you wait on the, the TNT or USA to, to drop. Um, next one is not new. I didn't know that. Oh, those first two are new. Um, this next one is not new, but I don't remember reading about her doing it before. It's Anna Gasteyer from, I mean, most famously for me at least, was Saturday Night Live. And most recently, People of Earth on TBS, which I love. Um, November 29th to 30th for her. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg has been a staple for a very long time, maybe since the beginning. Um, she's December 1st through the 3rd. Uh, a new one is December 4th through uh, 5th. It's Pat Sajak. So uh, he'll be... This is Will of Fortune guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he'll be randomly stopping during the narration to make you guess the next word. Uh, <laughs> uh, they also are going to need a really tall stool for him to stand on. Is because I... I think he's like two foot seven. Oh. <laughs> what if Vanna White makes a surprise appearance and before every song, like, walks across the stage with her arms <laughs> out displayed? Like, look. What if she's like the Virgin Mary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jody Benson is back December 6th to 8th. Obviously, not obviously I guess you, you know, might not know this. The voice of the Little Mermaid from the original animated feature. The next two are new, December 9th through 11th. Um, Kurt Russell, and then December twelfth through fourteenth, Warwick War, God help me, Warwick Davis. So I immediately think Leprechaun. Others might think Harry Potter. I thought Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars, but it, Leprechaun immediately comes to my mind. So I'm seeing that demonic Leprechaun reading the Christmas story. And uh, um, another fun fact: actually taller than Pat Sajak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like he's done the one at Disneyland, right? I believe so. He's yeah. He's this is not his first time doing the Candlelight Processional. Maybe at Epcot it is. Well, but not. I think that he, that's pretty neat that he's going to be here. Yeah, me too. That's cool. Pat Sajak, of all people, like <laughs> listen. I know old people watch Wheel of Fortune, but I'd be me like too, yeah. Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. <laughs> listen, um, I would take I would take Pat Sajak over. Trace Adkins. Ooh, Any- yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I like him. December fifteenth to the seventeenth. Just a big old redneck guy. I mean, <laughs> like- in that day and time, Caesar Augustus. <laughs> no, my favorite. I've seen it several. Of them. My absolute favorite. It was um, uh, Edward James Almost. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I saw that one because the way that his inflections. Yeah. Work. It's the end of a trailer for a movie. <laughs> and they found him lying, lying in, in a manger. A manger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, so good. It was so good. Bill Patrick Harris is back December 18th through 21st. Um, so, yay. Um, and, and I don't, God, I mean, help me with that. I don't know anything about pop culture anymore. Uh, I never did. Who is, what is CCH Pounder? No, it's a <laughs> just kidding. Is it for real? <laughs> no, no, no. She's been in TV shows for decades. Well, who in the heck is called CCH? That's just her initials, I guess. But do you remember that show Who's Without a Trace? She was on that that show Without a Trace back in the day. I remember that show. She was on ER for several seasons. Yes. It stands for Contemporary Christian, honey. <laughs> Pounder. Uh, anyway, it's like a sounds like a sandwich at McDonald's. <laughs> um, CCH Pounder, please. She's new. It's twenty second through twenty fourth. She was an Avatar. 
There you go. There's your Disney connection. Disney World connection. Well, that's what I meant. Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, is this the first year that he's not been in it? No. No? Michael W. Smith? No. So they're, uh, the token CCM artist this year is Jackie Velasquez, December 25th through 27th, which is like... That's Christmas. Yeah, there's two ways to look at it. Like, that's the prize because it's Christmas, or that's the short straw because it's Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, that, that would be hard. If I was a celebrity, I probably wouldn't want to do it on Christmas. And the only thing worse than doing it on Christmas would be the ones who are ever stuck doing it the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Because everybody's Christmas out by that point. Well, the 28th through the 30th is Chandra, Chandra Wilson. Oh, yeah. She plays Dr. Bailey on Grey's Anatomy. On Grey's Anatomy. Oh. She's short, too. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a year of short hosts. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, um, yeah. They do have that hydraulic lectern thing, don't they, that goes <laughs> up and down? I think before, they do. Before every narration. Yeah. <laughs> it's not noisy. Uh, so that's the uh, that's the deal. There are uh, dining packages available for the Candlelight Processional, which are a pretty good deal when you think about it, because um, the standby to get in these things can be brutal, and you're not guaranteed a seat. It's not a huge theater, um, the American Gardens Correct. When we went last year, we did the breakfast package. And I want to say for Captain's Girl Breakfast, it was like $26 per person. That's way worth it. Way worth it. Because you got a buffet, which is probably 20-something already. And when we got there, because you do get in line a little bit early, even with the package. But there were people who had been standing in line for four hours for Uh that show. So with the dining package, you pay for, obviously, like a reservation. And you pay up. You pay for your meal. You can do breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and it comes with, um, I guess you'd call it priority seating for one of the shows that evening. And it's Uh, totally worth it because the times that I've done this, you literally – we got in line 10 minutes before the show started. They started letting people in, and even though we were in the back of the priority line, we still had excellent seats. So uh, that's the way – like I said, that's that's the way to go. That's that's your bargain – uh, for the Bargain! Show. Thank you. I will say prices have gone up for sure, and some of the restaurants, like the more expensive restaurants, I'm not sure that's a bargain. But overall, I would say, yeah, you can no, get a bargain. You can't, or do like this. Is my tip: do a late lunch, so you're still getting the lunch price. And then if you're kind of like me, you can do one big meal in the middle of the day. You get that 145 reservation. And that's enough to hold you over that you get a snack in the morning and a snack in the evening and in your big meal midday. Boom. Unless you're over 60, at, <laughs> in which case a 3 o'clock lunch is supper. <laughs> and you can go check out Pat Sajak at the Candlelight Processional. Right, 7 o'clock show and then go to bed. That's true. Listen, if Drew Carey ever does it, people's heads will explode because, you they know, will. old people, they love Drew yeah. Carey now. Um... The next big thing at Epcot is a new thing, and it is the, <laughs> the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. If you've ever been to Epcot around Christmas time in the past, I don't know. It's, it's been a long time, maybe since the conception of the park. I don't know. Um, they've always done holidays around the world, which featured small little um, exhibits and even some live entertainment in each country that represented 
Christmas or Hanukkah or some of the different holidays from around the world that are celebrated at or around the same time, so Chinese New Year and etc. 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 that featured the traditions from those countries for those holidays, uh, whether it's live entertainment or music or just a little exhibit for children to make some kind of craft that children make or. Um, there have been food elements involved in the past, such as last year when they did the Feast of the Three Kings uh, near Mexico. Um, but this year they're making it into an actual festival. So from November 19th, uh, which you'll notice is a week before the candlelight processional starts. So they're starting early with this one too. November 19th through December 30th, you can experience this all around World Showcase. Uh, the official Disney website says it this way, Discover a festival like no other featuring the joyous holiday traditions of our 11 World Showcase nations. Epcot International Festival of the Holidays surrounds you in the wondrous sights, sounds, and flavors of the season as celebrated by cultures near and far. So taking its cue from other festivals, such as the International well, the International Festival of the Arts, that new one this year, um, the Food and Wine Festival, the Flower and Garden Festival. This is kind of taking in that month and a half established festival time with specific events and shows. And this year, holiday kitchens around the world. And I, you know, when we first thought it was, uh, we're talking about this, I thought they were just trying to make use of the booths that are there already so they can just leave them up and serve food and make money. But as of right now, there's only four of these holiday kitchens and one is the american holiday table so it says uh, roast turkey tasty pork tenderloin um think american holiday food with stuffing and green beans and gravy and cranberry sauce feast of the three kings is back at mexico so or no this is actually from the caribbean but it's in mexico right i thought it was in that little area kind of between imagination right before you actually get to world showcase but i could be wrong well, I said Mexico because it's in the last part's in Spanish, but maybe it's like Cuba, Puerto Rico. I don't know who celebrates or eats this. Um, El Dia de los Reyes Magos, Three Kings Day. Um, so you 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 ate this, right? I did. Yeah, I think I wonder if the ones you're mentioning are like the big ones because I remember this menu. Everything was over ten dollars because it was basically a full course. But throughout World Showcase, there are smaller booths as well. Okay, I'm not seeing those. Yeah, they may not. They might not have released those yet because I know near. It says, "Please check back soon for delectable new marketplace additions." So these are the only ones that verified at this point. Yeah, because I know I got a very small piece of fruit cake for like three bucks at one of the very smaller, the smaller booths, and it was delicious. And they had a lot of those throughout, but there were like four main ones. That were a lot bigger. Uh, the next one sounds like maybe the fruitcake thing is the holiday sweets and treats, uh, decadent desserts to savory snacks. Um, it's in the world show or in the showcase plaza. This sounds like just random little snacks and things. Uh, and then there's <laughs> one just called Mexico. Um, <laughs> Mexico. Watch mariachi dancers celebrating a feliz Navidad while imbibing on the zippy spices of Mexican cuisine. Ta- the carnitas tacos and horchata margaritas will have you singing ole. Uh-uh. I'm guessing that that's Christmas-related in Mexico. It sounds just like random Mexican things to me. 
minus the Feliz Navidad. But, um, you know, whatever. This is the only thing I can find on the website and even on, like, um, some other food-related Disney um, sites as far as verified offerings for the holiday kitchens. But I can't imagine that they're going to have all those booths up and not make use of them and make all the money that they could possibly make on them. Right. I think you're right. And last but certainly not least is the Chippendales Christmas tree spree, (laughs) which also falls in line with something they've been doing lately at the, um, the festivals. And that's a scavenger hunt type thing that you pay six or $7 for. You get a map and it just gives you an opportunity to go around and, um, the figment one for the Festival of the Arts did take us in like gift stores and places you might not necessarily always go to find things. This one features Chip and Dale decorating a Christmas tree and you are helping them find ornaments. So when you find that particular ornament around World Showcase, you put the sticker on your map. And when you have completed the map, you can come back and um, trade it in for a surprise. A festive surprise, it says, courtesy of Chip and Dale. So one wonders if you could just pay the $7 and get the prize. You can, because remember with the figment thing, they gave us the prize before we had even started the scavenger hunt. I feel like they should put a little more skin in the game. Like you may not get the prize. Yeah. Somehow. (laughs) Like you have to have a cast member validate that you, like they have to stamp the thing. Because you could just put all the stickers on and be like, here, I'm done. Do you really think Disney cares? You paid your $7. Well, exactly. But they could take $7 and not have to give you anything. (laughs) That's true. Uh, (laughs) I don't see that going over well. (laughs) No, I don't either. Uh, So that's that's kind of a big deal at Epcot this year. Um, The bridge light thing has been gone, what? This is the third year it's been gone? Second year? What was that thing called? The Lights of Winter. The Lights of Winter. Which, I mean, looking back on it, was a bit dated. It looked like something that you would see at like the Opryland Hotel at Christmas time. But the pictures are so pretty. Yeah, it. Uh, but it's gone and uh, it's not coming back anytime soon. I think it's the second year it's been gone. One of my favorite parts of Christmas at Epcot is just that short Peace on Earth tag that plays after Illuminations. Yeah. So pretty and the sky explodes. With fireworks. And I'm sure that part of this will be Jeremy's favorite, which is Father Christmas at the UK Pavilion. I'm sure they're doing all that. La Bafana. At France and Santa Claus. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of the same things from holidays around the world, plus the food items and maybe a little more live entertainment. Now, will the will the gospel singers be back by uh, the Fountain of Nations? Joyful. Yes. Now I am they playing. Came, I mean, I had some church. Oh yes, when they started singing that Mariah Carey version of uh, "Jesus, What a Wonderful mm. Child," I yeah. went to shouting. I yeah. I was. I bet they'll be back. They've been there for several years. They seem so out of place, and it's so weird. They but do. It's so wonderful. Like, that song I can understand because it's kind of you know, Mariah Carey did it. Okay, so Poppy, even though it's you know overtly religious, but they started out with like that. Um, our listeners may or may not know that Israel Hooten song that yes you are yes you are that song yeah 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 for you are good yeah and yeah yeah and I was like ooh yes and people were like dancing and, and shouting like this is not Disney World <laughs> but it's just like I want to know what these people do 
the other 11 months of the year that they're not doing joy because because or joyful or whatever they're called because they are there all day they do like five or six shows so they can't have a job at least not during this time of the year so are they just like are they just like the local like studio singers you know when they were leading in that opening song that wasn't like a churchy worship song it didn't come across as people who don't do this that are trying to be church it was like authentic for them true but it also did come across as 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 not authentic at times in that i felt like they were there was times that they were getting it that it was oh this is the point when we yeah this is the time when we're supposed to raise our hands and hoot and holler across the screen at your local church that does that (laughs) (laughs) yes and uh since it's our religious segment at this moment we want to remind (laughs) All of our listeners, that it's Benny Benny uh, Hen weekend, so That's be correct. sure to uh, fall, fall back. back on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, well, back to Epcot real quick. This park can easily take up a full day, if not more, if you want to experience all the Christmas things. Because, like you said, every single country has a storyteller, and it's almost impossible to see them all in one day. Like, fortunately, they have a a schedule that you can take with you. Like, as soon as you enter the park, there will be a little calendar or a schedule of when everything is happening but at the beginning of the day if you want to see the majority of the storytellers you kind of have to plan from the start when you're going to be in what country because there are so many things to see and do in this park and that doesn't even include joyful and the candlelight processional so just be aware of that and and know which storytellers you want to skip jeremy was actually the one who made me feel like i really needed to see this when i finally went for christmas and I'm so glad I did because it's just like all the Christmas feels and then some. And you learn as well. Like you learn traditions from around the world. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's Epcot. Uh, I'm going to kind of go quickly through Hollywood Studios because most of the stuff being offered at Hollywood Studios we talked about recently because it we talked about it in one of our news segments because this is all pretty new for Hollywood Studios. Sunset Seasons Greetings will happen every night in Hollywood Studios starting probably mid-November. They haven't given a date yet. But for this, on Sunset Boulevard, there will be snow that comes down. Projections of Disney characters will not only be placed on the billboards that line the street, but they will also do a projection show on the Tower of Terror. Uh, In fact, just this week, a few websites were posting pictures of a concept art of the Tower of Terror being transformed into a Tower of Toys called the Hollywood Toy Hotel, and it looked like a tower of building blocks that I assume is about to crumble before your eyes. Lord, everybody done lost their mind over this. Yeah. I like... I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm not as excited about those kind of projections on the Tower of Terror. Like, if they did, like, projections that, let's say, put decorations up that nobody wants to get up there and put up and... You know how the projection can also kind of look like it's special lighting? Yeah. Like, if they did that, I was really feeling the vibe of, like, a 1930s, 40s Christmas with the billboards and the snow and maybe some, you know, swing, big band Christmas songs playing. And that would be really cool, but that sounds like it would kind of ruin that atmosphere. Well, you know, I said projection show, but that makes it sound like, okay, at 8 o'clock we're about to do the show. I think you're right, though, because the website actually says the hotel will transform into a pile of Christmas gifts, a gingerbread house, 
and the frozen winter wonderland throughout the night. So I wonder if they'll project the winterland for like 30 minutes and then switch. It sounds like the tree of life thing that's like random stuff happens every 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, which I'd be okay with. I think it would be cool if, in the concept that it, if you're in the 30s and you got the music playing and the streets are decorated with, you know, decorations from that era and the billboards are, you know, themed, maybe even if they're Disney characters, but, you know, from that era with the little dot eyes and things. And if they projected the Tower of Terror to not look creepy, but as if it were decorated for Christmas in the 30s uh-huh. and kind of just left it like that, I think that would be really cool yeah i'm excited to see what they do because this is all very new so we really have no idea um one thing that's not new is something that debuted last year jingle bell jingle bam all capital letters is the projection show on the chinese theater so currently they do a star wars show every night but when christmas finally comes into full swing they'll switch over to the jingle bell jingle bam it uses a lot of christmas shorts that disney has put out phineas not phineas and ferb um what are the characters from oh uh prep and landing yeah yeah those main characters will be your host for the show uh, it's a christmas centered show projection show on the chinese theater that happens every night um, and the the other new thing they've announced, not a huge deal, but they're adding a lot of holiday decorations on Echo Lake. And Gertie, the dinosaur, will even have a Santa hat on top of her head. Oh, that sounds great. Not that particularly, but that whole Echo Lake being decorated up. I think so, too. There's going to be a giant Christmas tree on the water. I think that'll be a great centerpiece. I love Echo Lake. Me, too. You know, this this has the feel of, um, I never went, but I saw pictures of the SeaWorld Christmas uh, decorations that they would do in the show. And they had like the, the Christmas trees out on the water. It was really pretty. Huh. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. I think this park is kind of underestimated or maybe underappreciated during Christmas. Because even just standing on Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard while they play 40s style Christmas music. Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. It's great. Did we just reference SeaWorld? Yes. Have we ever referenced SeaWorld before? No. It's my it's oh, first Lord. for everything. Uh, the only other thing that's available this time of year that I know of is the Minis Holiday Dine. Uh, Hollywood and Vine basically has a Christmas overlay, and you can meet Mickey, Minnie, the regular characters in sort of Christmas garb, and then there's a buffet as usual. And there might even be Christmas themed food items i don't know hey how much is a one-day ticket to to hollywood studios these days a hundred dollars at least i would pay a hundred dollars just to be able to see those mini ornaments in the window of the shop that do the can can Uh, and a santa hat on top of gertie that would make my christmas come true there you go i mean you've named two of the three things you can do at that park so (laughs) there you go yeah Uh, I think we can kind of skip Animal Kingdom because there are decorations and you can meet Mickey and Minnie in the Christmas sweaters that Minnie herself has sewn. But I think that's about it. (laughs) Very earthy. Earthy Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of decorations. In fact, there are more Christmas decorations than I would expect them to do. Yeah. At Animal Kingdom. Even Dino-Rama, whatever, gets a whole overlay. Back in the day, they used to have the... Uh, Mickey's Jingle Jam and Jungle Parade. That was so fun. Yeah. 
But we should not leave out Disney Springs because back. Shouldn't we? Bigger. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just figuring. I would really like to because, quote, bigger and better, Uh -uh. end quote. The Christmas tree trail is returning. I will burn that thing to the ground. <laughs> it's highly flammable, so. <laughs> and toxic. It's a lot of plastic. Just terrible. Well, they're like adding like five trees. Like the the, the worst thing you could do, the, an improvement would be to take away trees, not do more trees. Right. They're adding nine trees. Good. Uh, nine. We reviewed this last year. Didn't have a lot of positive things to say, but I will say I highly enjoyed myself that evening, but not because of disney's excellent quality you know i want them to uh i want them to add trees of like lesser known films you know i i want a small treasure one. planet tree a small one tree uh, yeah the horned king tree oh <laughs> yeah. that'd be pretty awesome uh but even go like in the live action direction like i give me a flight of the navigator tree or something Whoa. like that <laughs> can we just remind people what this was the like the paper plate cut in half, yep, with the teeth drawn on it, and and two eyes literally of like plastic white balls, on which someone has literally colored two black pupils, and this represented the Cheshire Cat. Not to mention that that plate was subsequently stapled to the branches of the tree. I think we need to we need to do some investigation into this because I'm wondering if they were trying to go for a more you know, maybe this is a, this is this is cracks in the concrete. Maybe you know this is <laughs> this is purposefully bad. Perhaps. They should have made that known. Like if it would have been like I said last year, if it would have been like a we got together our different teams that work at Disney Springs and the cast member teams have come up with a theme and they've decorated their own Christmas tree. They that had a okay. budget of $20. Yes. That would be awesome. And you could like vote for your favorites. But no, I remember when this blog post came out and they said, we're going to have 15 trees and each one will be themed to a different movie. I'm picturing 10 foot tall Christmas trees that when you in- when you see it, you're instantly like, oh, that's Beauty and the Beast. But no, it's a six foot tall tree with clamshell bras hanging off of it. Yeah. And <laughs> just like a pile of shells under the tree. And you're like, this yeah. is Little Mermaid. Yeah. They've officially said that Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, Snow White, and Dumbo will be getting trees this year. Go ahead. If you haven't planned your vacation yet, I don't know what you're waiting for with that (laughs) offering. On an upcoming episode, we should try to guess what will be on those four trees. I I already have, just in my mind, just as you said those, I was guessing... (laughs) Generic cheese ornaments on the Dumbo one. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty will have like little wooden Z's, like yeah. all over. <laughs> no, the Dumbo one. I'm picturing like you know, like the the laundry vent tube that you yeah. like can. That'll be spray painted gray, and there's the trunk. Yes. Yep. Uh, help us all. We will see. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go check that thing out though. <laughs> I mean, the the good thing was. I mean, okay. One of the good thing was. The good things was they had snow kind of blowing throughout but they were playing christmas pop music really loud and we talked about how you could see like they just used sheets was it just sheets that they used to cover up the bases of the trees like they didn't even really try. oh everything was terrible like it was just like there were planters everywhere the barriers the bases everything yeah it was bad 
Anyway, that's going to be there. Of course, you can meet Santa at Disney Springs and all the parks. You can meet the Coca-Cola bear this year over at the Coca-Cola location. And you can do Stitch's Holiday Gift Hunt, where you can work together, decipher clues, and discover all the spots where Stitch is hiding to receive a limited edition button. Oh gosh, another scavenger hunt. Now one thing that has not been mentioned anywhere, but it's something that we actually really liked, was the drone show. Yeah. I would love to see them bring that back, but I've heard no mention of it. I did like that surprise. Uh, no, I thought I would like it, but it surprised me how much of a show it was. The way they made it sound was just that they were just going to like, okay, at random times of the night, form a Christmas tree. Like, ooh, ah. Uh, but it was actually like a 15-minute medley of songs that made different. It was It was kind of nice. Well, the drones are currently on tour with Lady Gaga, so they're unavailable. Ah, yeah. Shoot. I think 15 minutes is overstating it. I seem to remember it being about six minutes. Maybe. But it was nice and had good music. But anyway, I think that kind of does it. Of course, there are all the resorts that are decorated. If you have time, definitely go check those out. For instance, I know Yacht Club has the train, the little miniature train that goes through the Christmas Village. You can see the gingerbread house over at Grand Floridian. You can see the gingerbread carousel at the Beach Club. Definitely something to do if you're there for an extended period of time and i'm sure we'll be talking about christmas things in the next weeks and months to come because it is just november the second plenty of time november 1st whatever day you're listening to this (laughs) right right. Uh, i think that does it for the main christmas offerings that we wanted to talk about we're so excited to see them to talk about them to hear what's new but until then i guess you can just uh go Follow us on social media and do many other things as well. But if you do want to follow us on social media, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mad Chatters and Facebook. Send your emails to comments at madchatters.net. See you next time. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now. <laughs>